It is the fourth Saturday of May, and from one perspective, this does not seem possible. But time waits for no one. So it's best if we just call it the penultimate Saturday to make ourselves feel slightly better. Either way, it is May 22nd, 2021, as I record this election edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. I'm Sean Tubbs. On today's show, Charlottesville Mayor Nakaya Walker will seek a second term on council following some soul-searching. And three Democrats seeking two-party nominations on the June 8th primary answer questions from the Martha Jefferson neighborhood. In today's Patreon-fueled shout-out, your local energy nonprofit, LEAP, offers free home weatherization to income and age-qualifying residents. If you're age 60 or older, or have an annual household income of less than $75,100, you may qualify for a free energy assessment and home energy improvements such as insulation and air sealing. Sign up today to lower your energy bills, increase comfort, and reduce energy waste at home. In February of 2020, Charlottesville Mayor Nakaya Walker declared she would seek a second term on city council, but she has so far not participated in any of the candidate forums that have been open to all candidates. Earlier this week, Walker said she would decide on whether to run by the end of the week, and on Friday, she once again took to Facebook Live to tell her followers that city council has always been fractious. But of course, when you put a black woman at the center of this, and a black woman who is um, really unafraid to kind of be on the front lines of a battle um, by herself, that has um, really changed, I think, the lengths of you know, what people are willing to go to to attempt to um, destroy, destroy me. Walker said she has felt under attack her entire time on council, but has been ready to do the work. She ran as an independent in 2017 and was the top vote-getter in a race for two seats with 7,906 votes. The person who came in second was Heather Hill, who opted not to run for another term. Walker said she will run again in order to carry on her fight against racism, despite the toll public service has taken on her. That's where I'm at. I'm not choosing me, even though I'm exhausted, my hair is turning gray, Someone asked me last night, what is your body telling you? And my body is telling me that you all will destroy me. But then there's a flip side to all the people who I talk to when I see them randomly. I don't know who said I'm a little bit more comfortable about this world because I get to watch you in it. Walker will be on the ballot with fellow independent Yasmin Washington. Washington had campaigned as a Democrat, but failed to qualify for the ballot in the June 8th primary. Three other Democrats did qualify, and they met on Thursday at a campaign forum held by the Martha Jefferson Neighborhood Association. UVA project manager and Locust Grove neighborhood resident Brian Pinkston went first when it was time to give opening statements. Pinkston ran for the Democratic nomination in 2019 and placed fourth that year. Um, The reason I'm running for council is simply because I think I have something to offer. Uh, I feel like my professional background, my personal temperament, and just the desire that I have to see good things happen to the city uh, are such that I, I have something something to contribute. Pinkston said he is a good listener who can work toward compromise. He said he would work to implement the affordable housing plan adopted by council in March, 
That includes an annual $10 million in city funding for projects to bring the cost of housing below market. Pinkston also supports the reconfiguration of the city's middle schools and reopening the search for a new city manager next year. We've been really fortunate to have Chip Boyles uh, in the position now, but we're going to have to recruit. Um, we have to recruit for that position, and so I want that that process to be uh, open, transparent. Carl Brown is a native Charlottesville resident whose grandfather, C. H. Brown, was a builder back in the 1960s. My grandfather was a stable in helping the first. Um, housing crisis that they had back in the 60s when they were transferring from uh, Vinegar Hill to uh, West Haven. And so my my grandfather was able to be creative and and create um, cinder block homes in the 12th Street area for low-income housing. So I have some ideas um, about just community service and work and, and what needs to be done on the ground level. Brown said he is a team player and cited experience playing sports at Charlottesville High School. He said he has been working behind the scenes for nearly 30 years on legal and housing issues. I run my own consulting business, and so I do management development consulting, and I still work with the reentry population, uh, the schools, uh, just getting kids to, to have a vision of their own success. Juan Diego Wade came to Charlottesville to get a master's in urban and environmental planning at the University of Virginia. He met his wife and opted to settle here. He will finish 16 years on the Charlottesville School Board at the end of 2021. Wade said Charlottesville is a diverse community based on who is being educated now. 51 languages are spoken at, at, at Charlottesville High School. And uh, I mean, so it's, it's, uh, it represents um, our community. I got the vision to serve Charlottesville um, last year when the shutdown um, happened. I recall it vividly um, last March. It was the second week of the shutdown, and I was walking through the, the, the 10th and Page neighborhood. And I knew that I wasn't going to be serving on the school board again, but I knew that um, I wanted to continue to serve the city. Topics covered at the forum include whether there has been enough comprehensive plan community engagement, increasing the amount of subsidized housing units, and what recent decisions by council the candidates did not agree with. On the latter point, Carl Brown said the city should have been more strategic in pursuing the removal of Confederate statues by changing the legislation at the General Assembly rather than being drawn into an expensive legal process. And now the state has now said, well, you can do it. And so we wasted a lot of money in litigation. Wade said he disagreed with council's decision in 2013 to study the possibility of replacing the Belmont Bridge with a tunnel under the railroad tracks. And I think that we finally come to a resolution, but I think that we need all our digits to count the number of studies that they've done on that over the um, last years. Last week, council voted to use an additional $4.28 million in bridge repair funding from the Virginia Department of Transportation to bridge a shortfall between the lowest bid for the project and the project budget of $31 million. The total amount for the Belmont Bridge includes $7.5 million in capital improvement program funds to help pay for the years of design work. Pinkston did not single out one issue, but said there is a missing dynamic among the five people elected to make decisions for Charlottesville. For whatever reason, this past council and the council before that, in fact, uh, recent councils have struggled to just work as a team. 
The final joint candidate event before the June 8th primary will be held virtually on May 27th and will be hosted by Neil Williamson of the Free Enterprise Forum and myself. You can register for that program in a link in the newsletter. There are three other campaign forums for you to review, should you choose to do so. There's audio and a written summary of the March 11th, 2021 Fry Spring Neighborhood Forum. There was a candidate forum on the I Love Seville show from April 6th that included Yaz Washington. And the Public Housing Association of Residents, the Charlottesville Low Income Housing Coalition, and the People's Coalition held a forum on May 12th. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. We'll be back in the near future with much, much more. There's a lot coming your way if I can get through it, and I certainly do hope that I'll be able to do so. I'm able to do so because this program is supported by the audience. There are many different ways that you can contribute, and all of it goes to making sure that I'm able to do this work each and every day. You can get involved by donating through Patreon. What that does is that that supports the basic raw research that I'm doing, which includes a lot of things that uh, aren't ready to talk about just yet, but they're kind of exciting and cool. For $25 a month, you're able to pick four slots a month for a nonprofit of your choice. That's a pretty good deal. And uh, the uh, there's a lot of people listening to this thing now. So it's a really good way to support my work and uh, to hopefully keep it going into the near future. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program, and I'll be back tomorrow with the Week Ahead newsletter, followed by a lot more content coming out in this next week. Thank you so much for listening. Please do send this on to somebody else so that we can continue to grow the audience and the understanding that hopefully comes by listening to this program. Stay safe.